Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The World of Percy Jackson. In this episode, we'll read chapters 45 and 46. Now, in the last episode, we read chapters 43 and 44. And for a quick second, the trio was about to lose to Enceladus the Giant. Jason was cornered and was even considering where he would end up in the underworld. But, fortunately, his friends were able to make a last-effort distraction and continue the fight. It was three demigods and one satyr versus one giant, and Jason was even somehow able to convince his dad to also help out as well, which definitely affected Enceladus quite a bit. The trio were able to trick the giant into falling into a chasm that Gaia had intentionally created for the trio, but instead, Enceladus fell through. Once Enceladus had been defeated, temporarily, we are now left with how Piper is going to explain to Mr. McLean on him almost being roasted alive by a giant. So now we read chapter 45, Piper. Barring the helicopter was easy. Getting her dad on board was not. Piper needed only a few words through Leo's improvised bullhorn to convince the pilot to land on the mountain. The park service uh, uh, copter was big enough for medical evacuations or search and rescue. And when Piper told a very nice ranger pilot lady that it would be a great idea to fly them to the Oakland airport, she readily agreed. No, her dad muttered as they picked him off, up off the ground. Piper, what? There were monsters. There were monsters. She needed both Leo's and Jason's help to hold him, while Coach Hedge gathered their supplies. Fortunately, Hedge had put his pants and shoes back on, so Piper didn't have to explain the goat legs. It broke Piper's heart to see her dad like this. Pushing, pushed beyond the breaking point, crying like a little boy, she didn't know what the giant had done to him exactly, how the monsters had shattered his spirit, but she didn't think she could stand to find out. It'll be okay, Dad, she said, making her voice as soothing as possible. She didn't want to charm speak her own father, but it seemed the only way. These people are my friends. We're going to help you. You're safe now. He blinked and looked up at helicopter rotors. Blades. They had a machine with so many blades. They had six arms. When they got him to the bay doors, the pilot came over to help. What's wrong with him? She asked. Smoke in inhalation, Jason suggested, or heat exhaustion. We should get him to, the ho to a hospital, the pilot said. It's okay, Piper said. The airport is good. Yeah, the airport is good. The pilot agreed immediately. Then she frowned as if in uncertain why she'd changed her mind. Isn't he Tristan McLean, the movie star? No, Piper said. He only looks like him. Forget it. Yeah, the pilot said. Only looks like him. I. She blinked, confused. I forgot what I was saying. Let's get going. Jason raised his eyebrows at Piper, obviously impressed, but Piper felt miserable. She didn't want to twist people's minds, convince them of things they didn't believe. It felt so bossy, so wrong. Like something Drew would do back at camp or Medea in her evil department store. And how would it help her father? She couldn't convince him he would be okay or that nothing had happened. His trauma was just too deep. Finally, they got him on board and the helicopter took off. The pilot kept asking and kept getting questions over her radio, asking her where she was going, but she ignored them. They veered away from the burning mountain and headed toward the Berkeley Hills. Piper, her dad grasped her hand and held on like he was afraid he'd fall. I it's you? They told me that they told me you would die. They, they said 
horrible things would happen. It's me, Dad. It took all her willpower not to cry. She had to be strong for him. Everything's gonna be okay. They, 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 are, they were monsters, he said. Real monsters. Earth spirits ride out of Grandpa Tom's stories. And the Earth mo mo Mother was angry with me? And the giant uh, Sukalu breathing fire? He focused on Piper again, his eyes like broken glass, reflecting a crazy kind of light. They said you were a demigod. Your mother was... Aphrodite, Piper said. Goddess of love. I... He took a shaky breath, then seemed to forget how to exhale. Piper's friends were careful not to watch. Leo fiddled with the lug nut from his tool belt. Jason gazed at the valley below, the roads backing up as mortals stopped their cars and gawked at the burning mountain. Gleason chewed on the stub of his carnation, and for once the satyr didn't look in the mood to yell or boast. Tristan McLean wasn't supposed to be seen like this. He was a star. He was confident, style, suave, always in control. That was the public image he projected. Piper had seen the image falter before, but this was different. This... Now it was broken. Gone. I, I didn't know about Mom, Piper told him. Not until you were taken. When we found out where you were, we, we came right away. My friends helped me. No one will hurt you again. Her dad couldn't stop shivering. You're heroes. You and your friends. I, I can't believe it. You're, you're a real hero, not like me. Not playing a part. I'm, I, I'm so proud of you, Pipes. But the words were muttered listlessly, in a semi-trance. He gazed down on the valley and his grip on Piper's hand went slack. Your mother never told me. She thought it was for the best. It sounded lame even to Piper and no amount of charm speak could change that. But she didn't tell her dad what Aphrodite had really worried about. If he has to spend the rest of his life with those memories, knowing that gods and spirits walk the earth... It will shatter him. Piper felt inside the pocket of her jacket. The vial was still there, warm to her touch. But how could she erase his memories? Her dad finally knew who she was. He was proud of her, and for once she was his hero, not the other way around. He would never send her away. They shared a secret. How could she go back to the, the way things were? She held his hand, speaking to him about small things. Her time at the wilderness school, her cabin at Camp Half-Blood. She told him how Coach Hedge ate carnations and got knocked on his butt on Mount Diablo. How Leo had tamed a dragon and how Jason had made wolves back down by talking in Latin. Her friends smiled reluctantly as she recounted their adventures. Her dad seemed to relax as she talked, but he didn't smile. Piper wasn't even sure he'd, he heard her. As they passed over the hills into the East Bay, Jason tensed. He leaned so far out the doorway, Piper was afraid he'd fall. He pointed. What is that? Piper looked down, but she didn't see anything interesting. Just hills, woods, houses, little roads snaking through the canyons. A highway cut through a tunnel in the hills, connecting the East Bay with the inland towns. Where? Piper asked. That road, he said. The one that goes through the hills. Piper picked up the comm helmet the, Piper, the pilot had given her and relayed the question over the radio. The answer wasn't very exciting. She says it's Highway 24, Piper reported. That's the Caldecott Tunnel. Why? 
Jason stared intently at the tunnel entrance, but he said nothing. It disappeared from view as they flew over downtown Oakland, but Jason still stared into the distance, his expression almost as unsettled as Piper's dad's. Monsters, her dad said, a tear tracing his cheek. I live in a world of monsters. And that's the end of chapter 45. It's gonna be, uh, it's, it's, I still, uh, it's, it's, that was a very fascinating chapter, first of all. And I really do wonder how exactly Piper's going to approach this because she has her own opinion. She has, she has a list of, I guess, a uh, kind of a pros and cons list on whether she should tell her dad on, uh, or whether he, sh- or whether he should forget. And it seems that it, it keeps, uh, it's affecting him more, like, more worse and, like, it's getting worse as he starts to realize more and more about the actual reality around him. And it might affect how he might even uh, behave in the future. And so Piper has a really big decision on her hands because was she does she want recognition from her dad or does she want him to just think of her as the daughter who was, you know, as he usually thought before she even he even found out about all of this and before he was kidnapped. So I think Piper has a really huge decision about this. Uh, and I hope she makes the right decision that it benefits, you know, everyone. And that, yeah, and hopefully we get to find out what Jason noticed because he might have noticed something weird or maybe some kind of uh, weird sign that may have showed him where they were supposed to go next with that entrance tunnel but we'll have to see after this break when we read chapter 46 on uh once again from piper's perspective and how she's gonna handle this entire conversation with her dad so after the break we'll read chapter 46 piper And we're back from the ads, and now we're going to read Chapter 46, Piper. Air Traffic Control didn't want to let an unscheduled helicopter land at the Oakland airport. Until Piper got on the radio. Then it turned out to be no problem. They unloaded on the tarmac, and everyone looked at Piper. What now? Jason asked her. She felt uncomfortable. She didn't want to be in charge. But for her dad's sake, she had to appear confident. She had no plan. She just remembered that he'd flown into Oakland, which meant his private plane would still be here. But today was the solstice. They had to save Hera. They had no idea where to go or if they were even too late. And how could she leave her dad in this condition? First thing, she said, I I have to get my dad home. I'm sorry, guys. Their faces fell. Oh, Leo said, I mean, absolutely, he needs you right now. We can take it from here. Pipes, no. Her dad had been sitting in the helicopter doorway, a blanket around his shoulders, but he stumbled to his feet. You have a mission, a quest. I can't. I'll take care of him, said Coach Hedge. Piper stared at him. The satyr was the last person she'd expected to offer. You? She asked. I'm a projector, Gleason said. That's my job not fighting. He sounded a little crestfallen, and Piper realized maybe she shouldn't have recounted how he got knocked unconscious in the last battle. In his own way, maybe the satyr was as as sensitive as her dad. Then Hedge straightened and set his jaw. Of course, I'm good at fighting too. 
He glared at them all, daring them to argue. Yes, Jason said. Terrifying, Leo agreed. The coach grunted, but I'm a protector, and I can do this. Your dad's right, Piper. You need to carry on with the quest. But Piper's eyes stung, as if she were back in the forest fire. Dad. He held out his arms, and she hugged him. He felt frail. He was trembling so much, it scared her. Let's give them a minute, Jason said, and they took the pilot a few yards down the tarmac. I can't believe it, her dad said. I failed you. No, dad. The things they did, Piper, the visions they showed me. Dad, listen. She took the vial from her pocket. Aphrodite gave me this, for you. It takes away your recent memories. It'll make it like none of this ever happened. He gazed at her as if translating her words from a foreign language. But you're a hero. I would forget that? Yes, Piper whispered. She forced an assuring tone into her voice. Yes, you would. It'll be like... like before. He closed his eyes and took a shaky breath. I love you, Piper. I always have. I I sent you away because I didn't want you exposed to my life. Not the way I grew up. The poverty. The hopelessness. Not the Hollywood insanity either. I, I thought... I thought I was protecting you. He managed a brittle laugh. (laughs) As if your life without me was better or safer. Piper took his hand. She heard him talk about protecting her before, but she never believed it. She'd always thought he was just rationalizing. Her dad seemed so confident and easygoing, like his life was a joyride. How could he claim she needed protecting from that? Finally, Piper understood he'd been acting for her benefit, trying not to show how scared and insecure he was. He really had been trying to protect her, and now his ability to cope had been destroyed. She offered him the vial. Take it. Maybe someday we'll be ready to talk about this again. When you're ready. When I'm ready, he murmured. You make it sound like like I'm the one growing up. I'm supposed to be the parent. He took the vial. His eyes glimmered with a small, desperate hope. I love you, Pipes. Love you too, Dad. He drank the pink liquid. His eyes rolled up into his head and he slumped forward. Piper caught him and her friends ran up to help. Got him, Hedge said. The satyr stumbled, but he was strong enough to hold Tristan McLean upright. I already asked our ranger friend to call up his plane. It's on the way now. Home address? Piper was about to tell him, then a thought occurred to her. She checked her dad's pocket and his blackberry was still there. It seemed bizarre that he'd still have something so normal after all he'd been through. But she guessed Enceladus hadn't seen any reason to take it. Everything's on here, Piper said. Address, his chauffeur's number, just watch out for Jane. Hedge's eyes lit up, like he sensed a possible fight. Who's Jane? By the time Piper explained, her dad's sleek white Gulfstream had taxied next to the helicopter. Hedge and the flight attendant got Piper's dad on board. Then Hedge came down one last time to say his goodbyes. He gave Piper a hug and glared at Jason and Leo. Your cupcakes take care of this girl, you hear? Or I'm going to make you do push-ups. You got it, coach, Leo Leo said, a smile tugging at his mouth. No push-ups, Jason promised. 
Piper gave the old satyr one more hug. Thank you, Gleason. Take care of him, please. I got this, McLean, he assured her. They got root beer and veggie enchiladas on this flight and 100% linen napkins. Yum. I could get used to this. Trotting up the stairs, he lost one shoe, and his hoof was visible for just a second. The flight attendant's eyes widened, but she looked away and pretended nothing was wrong. Piper figured she'd probably seen Stranger Things, working for Tristan McLean. When the plane was heading down the runway, Piper started to cry. She'd been holding in it too long, and she just couldn't anymore. Before she knew it, Jason was hugging her, and Leo stood uncomfortably nearby, pulling Kleenex out of his tool belt. Your dad's in good hands, Jason said. You did amazing. She sobbed into his shirt. She allowed herself to be held for six deep breaths, seven. Then she couldn't indulge herself anymore. They needed her. The helicopter pilot was already looking uncomfortable, like she was starting to wonder why she'd flown them here. Thank you, guys, Piper said. I. She wanted to tell them how much they meant to her. They'd sacrificed everything, maybe even their quest to help her. She couldn't repay them, couldn't even put her gratitude into words. But her friends' expressions told her they understood. Then, right next to Jason, the air began to shimmer. At first, Piper thought it was heat off the tarmac, or maybe gas fumes from the helicopter. But she'd seen something like this before in Medea's fountain. It was an iris message. An image appeared in the air, a dark-haired girl in silver-white winter camouflage holding a bow. Jason stumbled back in surprise. Talia! Thank the gods, said the hunter. The scene behind her was hard to make out, but Piper heard yelling, metal clashing on metal and explosions. We found her, Talia said. Where are you? Oakland, he said. Where are you? The wolf house. Oakland is good. You're not too far. We're holding off the giant's minions, but we can't hold them forever. Get here before sunset or it's all over. Then it's not too late? Piper cried. Hope surged through her, but Talia's expression quickly dampened it. Not yet, Talia said. But Jason? It's worse than I realize. Porphyrian is rising. Hurry. But where is the wolf house? He pleaded. Our last trip, Talia said, her image starting to flicker. The park. Jack London. Remember? This made no sense to Piper, but Jason looked like he'd been shot. He tottered, his face pale, and the iris message disappeared. Bro, you alright? Leo asked. You know where she is? Yes, Jason said. Sonoma Valley. Not far, not by air. Piper turned to the ranger pilot, who'd been watching all this with an increasingly puzzled expression. Ma'am, Piper said with her best smile. You don't mind helping us one more time, do you? I don't mind, the pilot agreed. We can't take a mortal into battle, Jason said. It's too dangerous. He turned to Leo. Do you think you could fly this thing? Um, Leo's expression didn't exactly reassure Piper. But then he put his hand on the side of the helicopter, concentrating hard, as if listening to the machine. Bell 412 HP utility helicopter, Leo said. Composite four-blade main rotor, cruising speed 22 knots, serving service ceiling 20,000 feet, the tank is near full. Sure, I can fly it. Piper smiled at the ranger again. You don't have a problem with an underage, unlicensed kid borrowing your copter, do you? We'll return it. I... The pilot nearly choked on the words, but she got them out. 
I don't have a problem with that. Leo grinned. Hop in, kids. Uncle's Leo gonna, Uncle Leo's gonna take you for a ride. And that's the end of chapter 46. I was... I think that conversation between Piper and her dad were pretty good. They That went pretty well. And maybe sometime in the near future, Piper will catch her dad up with all that happened. And maybe it might... Maybe the potion might not work completely well, but to the point that he can jog his memory a little bit when Piper brings up the conversation next time. But I that was a very meaningful and very that that was that was a very meaningful conversation and it's I'm I'm glad to see that that's the relationship that Piper has with her dad and that it's such a great and close relationship. So and I hope coach Hedge can also take care and can take care of you know, Mr. McLean very uh, well enough and that hopefully Leo knows how to fly that helicopter and is able to safely take them to where Talia's um, and the rest of the hunters are and hopefully be able to save Hera. So next week, we'll read chapters 47 and 48 and we'll have to see how this battle goes and whether who this Lupa, uh, who Lupa is, we might get more information on them and any more information on maybe the rest of what the wolf house is supposed to be um thank you for guys for listening to this week's episode i apologize for some of my pronunciations if i mess them up i apologize extremely for that um if you guys want to show some support my patreon is linked in my description this is totally optional but it would be amazing if you guys could um just take a look at that and yeah so i hope next week you guys can all tune in to next week's episode and until then stay safe and stay out of boredom